0: this is our fourth episode. This is Coco and I am
1: with Natalie. Hi everyone. Hi Coco. How are you? I am cold
0: but very happy because the joy of the Lord is my strength.
1: How are you? (laughs) I am doing well. Fantastic. Yes, I'm doing great. So, it is the festive season it is um yeah so let let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about that okay what Which do you celebrate you want to talk christmas about? well well basically christmas is open us right so that's <laughs> you know very big yes. holiday so that's the one that i um I celebrate in this season yes. <clears throat> what does christmas mean to you well when my kids
0: were young it meant Lots of cooking, inviting some friends. We always mm-hmm. try to invite, well, particularly one friend who lived alone to celebrate Christmas with us. The tree, the baubles, etc. At one point, because as many of you certainly know, and if you don't, sorry to burst your bubble, but Jesus wasn't actually born on 25th of December, mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently. So when I discovered that and discovered that it was associated with a pig pagan holiday, for a few years, I struggled with it a bit. But now I've changed my mind, and I'm about to tell you everything about it during this conversation. So okay. for now, um, because the kids are adults now, I don't really do much anymore. Mm-hmm. We, took, we had in the last few years a habit of giving them money for them to do whatever they wanted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but even when they were young, we never did the frantic showering them with gifts thing. We bought one book always. Yeah, I'm a book person. And one fun toy. And mm-hmm. did something fun together as a family and had a good meal. How about you? How do you celebrate Christmas?
1: Well, it depends if I'm with my family or not. So if I'm not physically with my family, I, um, I tend to have a very frantic year. Um, I'm very busy to have the year, and I, I rarely take the time to, to stop and to rest properly. So a big holiday like Christmas is a time for me to both... Um, remember you know what that holiday means to me um, personally but also it's you know it's a time for me to rest if I'm not with family I just um I, I confess that I, I try to to sleep I try to slow down and uh, it usually does me a lot of good <laughs> So. Oh, so you're the hibernating type. <laughs> a little bit, but I, I hibernate um, with books, and I hibernate with good movies, and I hibernate with the Holy Spirit. Man. So it's a oh. good time for prayer. Good oh, time Christmas for... movies
0: are something else, isn't it? I still remember when Love Actually was uh,
1: released. I don't know if you know that one. <laughs> yes, of course. I, I watch it every year.
0: I know it feeds the whole rom side of us, and by rom I mean romantic, <laughs> which yes. is not necessarily realistic. Uh, but uh, yeah as long as we know that it's fantasy you
1: know? <laughs> it's a very sweet movie It's,
0: it's uh, i like the childishness and the sweetness but mm-hmm. i do not like all the elf movies sorry guys if you're elf movie fans there's too many
1: sweets in those films <laughs> too many too many sweets too much temptation yeah it, it's almost gross oh. <laughs> because he drinks coca-cola
0: and eats all these sweets together i don't know if you've seen the elf movies
1: no, uh, I have it's not. Will,
0: uh, what's his name, the really tall American actor? Aaron. Yes. So, we're going to make a plan, uh, listeners. Natalie, please watch all the Elf movies for Christmas. No.
1: <laughs> okay, I cannot promise that that I'll do it. No, no, um, no, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's so sweet. So Um, yes, I am not make, very big on on eating sweets, so I guess I'll be safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, other than that, uh, I think um I just want to just pause for a second and Send out a message of love and in the words of my dear sister Natalie, a big hug to, to everybody who is alone this Christmas. So I know that when you see families coming together, people shopping, people sitting at the table, people being invited to family dues, etc. You get this pinch in your heart. And I just want to tell you that you are not alone. You have Jesus standing at your door knocking. If you open the door, he will come and dine with you he'll become your best friend you have the Holy Spirit there ready to comfort you to counsel you to lift you up yes you may have lost people whom you miss with whom you would if they were still uh, alive probably you'd be spending Christmas with but you know what we all have to face that loss bereavement and stuff and through it all God is always with us and always on our Mm -hmm. side so be encouraged Um, yeah just Feel the love right now Amen. and also feel for all the homeless in countries where there's cold winters. Mm-hmm. And I just pray right now that God will extend a blanket of warmth a covering and protection over all the homeless. Amen. Thinking in the U.S. particularly about veterans, because mm. I gather that a lot of them have uh, mental illness issues caused by the violence of war, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes come back to the nation that they have served with their lives and, yeah, sometimes the systems don't really work. I'm not blaming or naming or shaming anybody,
1: but I'm just saying, hey, we love you. I join you in that in that prayer. Um, so, Christmas for me is always a um, very interesting, you know, time in the year where we can pause, in my opinion, and and remember, you know, that um, basically we're celebrating God's gift to us. I know that when we get together with family, one of the big joy um, that we have is to not just be together and share the food, but also give each other's gifts. But really, it's interesting to me that I think that sometimes we forget yes. what is at the heart of Christmas. Oh, yeah. And, you know, of course, you have the word Christ. Um, In but Christmas? It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah in christmas but yeah. really it started with um god coming down to earth in a human body yes. you know and coming as a baby really like that is the least threatening form i think oh actually that, that's a
0: very good point yeah
1: that that he could take you know to to come to us and vulnerable and Yes, and and I want to say bundle of love, so to speak, because when we see babies, I think that's one of the first things that you know uh, we feel for them yes. uh, that comes to mind. But you know, just um, a reminder that um, in this you know festive season, I hope that we'll all remember that God is also giving us a gift, a big gift, and uh, it just he's reminding us that He has given us a wonderful, wonderful gift, and. Yeah, and um, so I hope that we remember to celebrate that. Yes, I would like us to read in uh, the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, verses twenty-six to um to
0: thirty-eight. Shall I shall I read it then?
1: Um, or I do have, you have an English. You have it, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm leaving the I'm reading the New Living Translation. Oh,
0: well, let, so me the, that, let me get that. Let me get Yeah, so mm-hmm. I can follow with you. Okay. Nl Nl.
1: Tea. Okay. Yes. So Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. Okay, here we go. You, you start there. Okay. So, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, the descendant mm-hmm. of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Do you want to continue?
0: Yes, I can continue. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom
1: will never end. Wow. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's Mm -hmm. more? Your relative, Elizabeth, has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mm -hmm. Mary responded, I am the Lord's
0: servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Amen. Okay. I just want to say something about you will call him Jesus. You know my love for Jesus. Bibles that are linked to Hebrew, right? Yes, yes. I just want to say that that part says, the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Miriam, which is the same as Mary, for you found favor with God. Look, you will become pregnant. You will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Yeshua. Yeshua. Which I really, really like. I like that name of Jesus. So yeah, but whatever. Which is the same root as uh, Joshua, Nehoshua. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all savior, uh, the meaning of that. So yeah. So what did you want to say? You that was lovely reading that. Um.
1: So th- there is um so much. There is so much in that passage. It's packed with miracles left and right. And I think um one of the first reminders for me is that Christmas is a miracle. That yeah. um and it's a never ending miracle. You know, it's mm-hmm. um the gift that keeps on giving. And I was saying that because I'm thinking of that verse in Hebrews chapter 13, verse yes. 8, mm-hmm. and that says that God, um, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. And, and the point I'm making here, and what strikes me, is the fact that he came, um, he came to us because he loved us. He came to us, he wanted to show us in a very, very practical way that uh, first he's real, he's alive, but also that he has this big... Um, incredible love for us. And Mm -hmm. that love has not changed today. And the Bible tells us that the miracles that he did in the past during his ministry, his three years of ministry on on earth, you know, healing the sick, um, casting away demons, um, saving people, feeding the hungry. Mm -hmm. That love is still as powerful and as passionate and as radical for us as it is uh, described in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way I understand also that verse, he's the same yesterday, today and forever, Mm -hmm. is that for me, it means that, you know, there is no regret in the love that he has for us. There is no if. You know, he doesn't need to do it again. He doesn't need to come again and and to die again at the cross. That's done once and for all. Yes. But I, my point when I think of that verse is is that you know he um he does not regret loving us that way. He does not regret any of the things that he's done for us. Mm. And um and I want to where where do I start? So feel, please feel free to interrupt me at any moment. But I'm I'm thinking first of mary mary yes. is engaged she's young young, mm-hmm. much younger than than joseph yes and again one of the lessons in humility in in that story is the fact that once again i cannot put god in a box and you know even as he's coming and announcing and he already foretold 700 years before that you know a messiah will be born a savior you know will be born but when I'm pretty sure that no one imagined that the Messiah will be born, you know, as a baby, to a young woman who was not yet married, though she was engaged, you know. And, yes. And so the point I'm making here is, um, for me, you know, a reminder for myself to, to keep an open mind when, when God is moving. Yes. When He is making good on a promise, you know, to try to remember to not, um. Not expect him necessarily to deliver on what he says in a certain way. Yes. And I want to say to let him be God. And mm-hmm. also, in another um, layer for me here is again to not judge. Yes. So again, memory situation um she's uh, you know she 's visited by an angel, but people from the outside you know world, well, they, they don 't necessarily know that all this is that okay she's with Joseph and then
0: she's next thing you know
1: she's <laughs> yeah. pregnant yeah. and i mean I, I cannot imagine what she went through. I cannot imagine the way people looked at her yeah. and and I think that today when we retell the story of Jesus you know as a reman- reminder and as we celebrate um, his birth and his love for us. Mm-hmm. We we romanticize the story and the realities of that story, and I think that we romanticize people's reaction yeah. to, to um, you know to that situation. We focus on oh they were welcome and people were excited and the angels were singing yeah. in the heavens, and then the yeah. you know the three kings came and gave mm-hmm. them gifts. Magi, yes. Yeah. Yes, all that is true but mm-hmm. because we focus so much on that we're not telling the other side of the story mm-hmm. you know the fact that um no one wanted to have anything to do with them oh, the yeah. fact that you know um she was looked they were looked down upon mm-hmm. the fact that um someone very very powerful who was a king of the country of Israel wanted to kill the baby before he was even born yeah um the fact that you know immigration is in the news quite a bit today and I don't know how um how many Christians are comfortable, you know, with what's happening and you know how they're seeing immigrants and 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 all that. But yeah. in that in that part of the story, in Jesus' birth story, before he was born his parents had to be on the run. They ran. They ran to Egypt. Yeah, they, they yeah. had to leave the country. So again, you know, there is an immigration story here, and I think that, you know, God in has speaks to us in various ways. It says in the book of Job. Yeah. And he, um, for me, there is a subtle reminder once again to not judge others and yeah. to just to, to keep an eye on, you know an ear open to, to God, to what he's saying and to try to keep an eye open to, okay, where is his hand? And, and, and again, you know, my experience in, in my work as a, as a Christian, yes. my relationship with God is that he's love. Amen. It says in the Bible, do not judge. Okay. That does mm-hmm. not mean that we do not have a, you know, a practice discernment. And you know, when you're in front of good and evil in terms of the choices you have to make, you should, you know, make the yeah. right choice. Good. Of course, yes, <laughs> yes, of course. But again, he's asking us, he's reminding us, do not judge others because at the end of the day, you do not, you don't know the whole truth. So mm-hmm. that that's one of the layers. Um, another thing, another miracle here is, um, of course, the way uh, Jesus was conceived, but Elizabeth as well. Yes. So, Mary's relative, um, yes. who was barren, so she, she was, you know, in advance in age. Yes. She just, biologically, she couldn't have any kids. That was yeah. kind of like too late for her. Mm. And how amazing, I mean, again, another reminder, Christmas is a message of hope. Oh, well, yes. This is literally God telling us, with me, it is never too late. Amen. nothing is impossible to me again that's a verse straight from the bible nothing is impossible to god mm-hmm. Luke, uh, chapter 1 verse 37 mm-hmm. but here he's saying there is no situation that is too desperate for me that is impossible you know mm-hmm. when you think that it's over or that your life is over god says says who yes i have the last word is it what i said you know, mm-hmm. and I think again, the hope here is um, whatever area of your life that you're looking at or situation that you think is out of control and you uh, think you uh-huh. can't get out of, or you know people are making a mockery of you mm. if you just if you'll just trust God, if you'll just again you know um just just stay faithful, just have comfort in him and just just trust him to to take you by the hand and, and help you stay strong through so it. I'm not saying that he's going to magically resolve everything. Yeah. But by, by experience, you know, he's just, he's God. So once again, just keep an open mind. He can do anything, mm-hmm. but you know, really, really stay encouraged and stay strong in your faith. So okay. that's what I want to share this far, but I want to hear your thoughts on this.
0: Fantastic. That's really good. Um, I'm just saying for the people who are listening that, uh, Luke one thirty seven. nothing is impossible to God. That's in the ESV version. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the NLT NLT that we were reading, it said, for the word of God will never fail. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing. It's just still that uh, when God promises something, he does it. So this passage that you chose says a lot of things to me. So thanks for that. First of all, what I got when we were reading it is... um, um, just Let me just pause for a second. So when I say what I got, people, this is not... um, I don't know how tuned in the people who listen to this podcast are to god speaking to us but he does so it can come in various ways either a word will float into your brain your mind or it will float around sort of your what i call the seat of emotions it's my own my own definition somewhere around your sternum just on top of your your, your, your belly uh or you just sense it strongly in your heart or your heart will start pounding or you'll just know that you know that you know that there is something in your mind now that is God speaking. Um, if you want to know more about it, feel free to send an email and, and I'll be very happy or at be very happy to send you a few resources to start reading on that. but God speaks, so that 's what I mean by what I got so as this is a passage that we've read again and again and again, and one of my favorite jokes lately has been that the Bible is an onion because the layers keep being peeled off. Not because we cry all the time, like one uh, funny <laughs> sister told me, <laughs> but because there's layers and layers and layers. And in a similar way to what Natalie said about Christian, Christmas being the gift that keeps on giving, the Bible is the book that keeps on giving. Amen. So I've read this passage a million times, heard it in church. As you can imagine, it's read in churches every Christmas in every shape or form. But this time it just spoke to me differently. So thanks, Natalie, for picking it. First of all, when God is implementing his plan, Of sending Jesus to earth. Everybody who is linked. To Jesus. To his mother. To his father. Will be the beneficiary of a miracle. Elizabeth was one of them. God needed a forerunner. To announce Jesus. And he thought. "Mm," And this is just me. Interpreting God's thought. Of course I'm not God. It's my human depiction of what I think might have happened. He thought, you know what? Let's do something really nice. Let's bless two people instead of one, shall we? I need a foreigner for Jesus, so I'm going to place him in the womb of Elizabeth. After all, so, so, and so called her barren. (laughs) I'm going to make them swallow their words. Mm. She will conceive. So that's one. Mm. So there's there's like a circle of blessing. Mm -hmm. A bit like when Jesus went to raise Lazarus from the dead. Several other people came out of their tombs. True. It's a similar thing. There's this radius around Jesus and everybody who's who has something to do with him that you just if you just step into that realm, which is actually he was walking around in the spiritual realm, drawing heaven onto earth, you just get contaminated by his miracles, kind of thing. Does that that make sense? There's a sprinkling yes. of miracles. So that's what came. Uh, the second thing was um the rejection, Jesus making himself rejection. So the cross was a symbol of rejection. It was the most shameful punishment at the time that the Romans inflicted uh, on people in Israel. So Jesus went on the cross, the most shameful death, surrounded by two um, criminals. If, if, you, if, if you've forgotten the story or you don't know, go and read one of the Gospels about Jesus' death. He had one criminal to his left, one criminal to his right, which sort of made him, depicted him as a criminal, you know. Well, actually, he was holy. He is holy. So he, he he took on rejection as his identity. So we would no longer need to be rejected. And which is why, Natalie, mm-hmm. he became the child. So he was an, un, an unwanted pregnancy. <laughs> a pregnancy out of wedlock that is really like the epitome of rejection in a yes, place where right. they stoned women who had mm-hmm. sex out of marriage. Yes. So we just replaced that into perspective. This mm-hmm. is a place where They stoned women for being pregnant out of wedlock or for adultery. Mm -hmm. So this is the shame. He comes with this fake identity of shame, which is what the enemy tries to put on us throughout Mm -hmm. our lives. So by coming in in this shape in the life of a virgin, Mm -hmm. unmarried woman, he takes away our shame. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. For some some of us who might be adopted, who are rejected by their parents, as in your parents abandoned you, if you're listening, or who lived with with their parents and siblings, but always had this rejection. You know, the people on the fringe, people who don't Mm. really fit, people who are, you know, people to whom the parents might say or not say or think, you know, about whom the parents might think, who are you? How can you be so different? Your brother did so well. Your sister did so well. The misfits, you know. The people who like life is really not like everybody else's. Jesus walked to those steps before you. Hello, you can shake off that coat. You do not need to take it as your identity. He basically took all the shame, the rejection, the hatred, everything negative, And wore it on himself saying, hey, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, One of our vicars uh, preached about this uh, master. So it's a landlord. There's a guy who lives in a a caravan kind of thing. Uh, And he has a landlord. And uh, the landlord is really, really mean. So there's one moment every month that this man dreads with all his heart is when the landlord will come knocking at the door. Because it always goes like this. Really angry knock. So you can imagine the guy in the caravan, his heart is already beating. He knows what's coming. He opens the door to his angry landlord's face. Every time the landlord holds a piece of lint, a scrap of paper, dirt, you know, something, you know. And he says, he says, angrily, is this yours? And uh, the trembling, you know, tenant says, um, it might be. And he waves it under his nose and says, well, and the tenant takes it and puts it in his caravan. So this happened time and time again. So as you can imagine, there were heaps and heaps of lint in that caravan. It came to the point where, so he, the, the tenant put it under his bed, the, 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 so the, the space under the bed was quickly full, and his wardrobe, I mean, everywhere, in the bathroom, everywhere. It, be, it came to the point where he could barely move in his caravan. There was lint everywhere. So he started packaging it in small, you know, bundles. Uh, that created a bit more space. He could breathe again. And then once again, his caravan was full of bundles, full of bundles of lint, to the point where he barely had, you know, where he had to sort of, work out a strategy to walk in his own in his own accommodation it was unbearable not to mention that he was working himself uh, into a really serious heart attack or something like that because all that accumulated fear from having to be confronted with this angry landlord every month was not good for him so he had all this all this baggage all these all these burdens that were actually not his in his living space in his life He couldn't think about anything else because it it was everywhere around him. And then one day he heard a knock that was really different, like a kind of knock, kind of musical knock. He thought, oh, oh, this is different. Because he was so used to the aggressivity of his landlord, he still had the palpitations. But he just took a deep breath and thought, right, okay, brace yourself. Let's go to the door. He opened the door and there stood a completely different man, big smile, friendly demeanor sunshine kind of man you know he said hello how can I help you a bit hesitant the man said hello I'm your landlord and the tenant couldn't believe it said no uh actually sorry but where's the other guy he said oh I got rid of him he was a piece of work I'm your landlord and um he said is there anything I can do for you um is there anything you miss is there anything you need ask and I will give Whatever it is, I'm here for you. And the tenant could not believe his ears. He said, okay, um, he was basically lost for words. He had, he was so used to being under accusation and abuse and aggressivity, he just didn't know what to do. He couldn't believe his ears. And then the landlord was peering behind him and said, mm, I can see your living space is quite cluttered. Oh, that's quite a lot of uh, stuff you got there. Would you like me to take all that from you, And the tenant again was confused. So he said, can you give me a bit of time to think about it? And this friendly man said, yes, of course. Goodbye. See you soon. So he left. A couple of days later, friendly knock. The tenant opens the door, says hello, hello, big smile. So there the tenant's usual trembling frown has started changing, actually. When he heard the musical knock, he had the not yet a smile, let's not go crazy here, yeah? but a little bit of joy in his demeanor. He stood a little bit straighter as he walked to the door. So he said, The landlord said, Um, so have you thought about my offer? And the tenant said, Yeah, 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 yeah. Said, yes, please, would you would you would you take away these things? And the landlord said, Absolutely. And he took his bag and started. He said, May I? And the tenant stepped aside, He stepped in. He started taking the bundles. Into this bag, oh, the bag was full very quickly. He said, "Who? let's get another one. And as he kept working, something changed in the atmosphere. He was whistling as he was picking up the bundles of dirt. And he started laughing. And the tenant started laughing. Mm-hmm. And very soon, the tenant was wriggling on the floor, weeping of laughter is one of those stomach-bending laughters, as one of the women, wonderful women in my church calls them. You know those where you can barely breathe, and he was mm-hmm. laughing, and the, the landlord was laughing, and very soon, the whole whole uh, living space was empty. And then the landlord said, right, I'm going to take all of these away, and I'll come back soon and bring you anything you need. Oh, I think we could put a microwave and a plant and this and that. And the the, the friendly landlord said, and the sorry, the tenant said yes, of course, and he was beaming and happy and felt light. He hadn't felt, felt that light and happy in years. And then uh, he walked to the tenant, the landlord back, sorry, to the lawn, and then there came floating in the air a piece of lint. And you know what? As soon as that tenant saw that piece of lint, it was like Pavlov. You know the Pavlovian mm-hmm. reflex. Yes. He yes. just froze, slumped, frowned. His heart started beating and he stretched out his hand to take the piece of lint. And the friendly landlord was standing there smiling. And he said, Oh, actually
1: I don't have to take this. Oh.
0: And the friendly landlord nodded and took the piece of lint. Nice. That is an amazing story. Yeah, and as beautiful. you as, beautiful. As you can imagine, this talent's life was completely transformed. So Mm -hmm. this is me basically retelling this amazing story. I wish I'd come up with it. I I didn't. (laughs) I have added bits and pieces of myself. You know, I'm a storyteller, so I reinterpret Mm -hmm. things. But I just want to say to people who are listening, who do not know you, Jesus, this is Mm -hmm. what Jesus does. He basically takes all your junk, all your trash, and gives Mm -hmm. you sunshine, light, smiles. And that is what he did in this beautiful story that uh, Natalie read for us. He came to take shame. He came to take our burdens. Mm -hmm. The other thing that came to me through this is that um, um, Mary's response. Mm -hmm. I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Mm -hmm. You know, we think, okay, so when Mary says, I'm the Lord's servant, we think, okay, so she's going to do all the difficult things he's planned for her to do. But actually... (laughs) This was the biggest miracle of all. And for Mary to carry Jesus in her womb, I mean, there's this uh, uh, song that she sings that says, Mm -hmm. uh, talks about how she's blessed among women. Her womb is blessed. Jesus is a blessing. Everything to do with Jesus is a blessing. I know because of the mistakes many Christians have made or the church with a big C as a whole has made throughout history. Some people think of Jesus as bad news. Mm. But Jesus is the best news ever. Jesus mm. is a blessing. He's like a walking blessing. He had this shawl, like many Jewish rabbis had at the time and still do, with mm-hmm. the fringes that are called tit in Hebrew. And that is what the woman with the the the, 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 the 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 who had been bleeding for twelve years, that is what she grabbed and got healed instantly. So basically, I was talking about how the the atmosphere around Jesus, the mm-hmm. around him as he walks, yes, radius, that carries yeah. miracles, outrageous, thank you. That carries miracles. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to tell you, Christians or not Christians, it doesn't matter, denomination, religion doesn't matter. Draw near to him as you walk towards Jesus. Something happens. As you walk towards Jesus, things start changing. As you walk towards Jesus. You suddenly become lighter as you walk towards Jesus. Miracles happen. Natalie said this is a season for miracles. I confirm that. Why? Because it's Christ-centered. As you make your life centered around Christ, miracles start happening in your life and irradiate into the lives of the people around you. The Bible says we carry in us these streams of living water that are the same that flow from the throne of God. And as we carry them, we are to release them in the world around us. Mm. We can release them prophetically by speaking life in people's lives. People to whom people have spoken about rejection, hatred and stuff. We can say Jesus loves you. Do you know Jesus wants a personal relationship with you? We have a responsibility, actually, guys. I'm not wagging, wagging a finger at us Christians, but it needs to be said. We have a responsibility to bring light in this world. We are lights on the hill not meant to be hidden. We are the salt of the earth. We are to sprinkle the earth with salt. It's interesting because we can talk about covenants in another in another podcast, but salt was used for covenants. And it was used also in Africa a lot during pre-colonial times for trade. Mm-hmm. Salt was gold at one point, as in it was sought after and sold at a very high price. Look at your history books, guys, if you don't believe me. And it is really significant that God uses the image of the salt of the earth because it brings savor. And in places in Africa, for example, I'm talking about Africa because that's my background. In places in Africa where there's no refrigerator, they would use salt mm-hmm. and fire, but the two things they used yes. to smoke things or uh, not smoke things with salt, but to preserve things. It would salt meat or salt fish and dry it in the sun. You know, which is very interesting because the images of salt and fire are really uh, images that are associated with holiness, with covenants, with the Holy Spirit, etc. So we need to remember who we are, pick up our sword. Huh? That's a, 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 a private joke with Natalie. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And just um, infuse this world with God's goodness. And yes, oh, I, I, I was unstoppable for about 10 minutes. I'm sorry, <laughs> Nathalie, if you wanted to jump in. But no, it's just no, like this. Will. These these streams of water flowing Mm. from me, just as they did for you before. But this passage is so amazing. I mean, we could literally spend a whole day talking about this passage. We could.
1: And actually, like the next two weeks and the whole holidays, yeah, holiday season.
0: (laughs) And there's also something, sorry, the verse that says she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. That is also very prophetic because. He's son of man and son of God, which we can talk about in one of our Mm -hmm. podcasts and through the Joseph lineage, he's son of man and through the Davidic lineage, he's son of God. Anyway, uh, as I said, um, the passage is a minefield of gold and uh, treasures.
1: So (laughs) thank you so much for everything that you shared. And I want to thank our listeners for um, joining us again today, listening to this podcast Um, and we coco and i wish you a merry christmas yes um we show you, you know much much an abundance of blessings in your life love and smiles and love and smiles. God, and, and, laughter, love
0: and, smile. and give you a link to jesus
1: <laughs> yes and like coco said you're not alone we are not alone so uh, thank this you be the
0: last one for the year i think isn't it
1: so yes, we are going to take a two-week break, and we'll be recording a few episodes in between. And also, we do need to rest. Um, what do you mean? But, yes, we're having fun, right? <laughs> yes, we're having fun. We're having fun.
0: <laughs> yes, but we do need to take a break so that we can come refreshed
1: and uh, come before the
0: Lord and ask what He wants to tell you. Uh, what, what? 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 Because all these things are good, but I'm sure He has a priority. It uh, was kind of an
1: order. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, God bless you. Happy holidays to everyone. Yes. Stay God. safe and um, talk to you soon again. Thanks. Yeah. Big kisses and hugs.
0: Oh, I'm turning into Natalie. She's a kissing order. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh,
0: <laughs> have a lovely Christmas time and a happy new year ahead. And uh, for those who are ill, be healed. For those who are sad, receive the joy of the Lord. And uh, for those who lack anything, he will provide for all your needs according to his riches in glory. He says, just ask. Bless you. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.